Hi, my name is Glenn Owese and welcome to our Bible study. Today we are going to be talking about no condemnation. And when we talk about no condemnation, it's good for us to define what condemnation is. And condemnation is basically the writing of, of something or somebody uh, in such a way where there is no hope of redemption for that person. Uh, I'm sure like most of you, if you live in any part of Kenya, you've come across uh, buildings that have been condemned uh, by the National Construction Authority. Uh, those buildings can no longer be repaired and they can no longer be lived in because as the engineers have found out that it's structurally unstable at any point. So it has to be destroyed and a new one erected uh, in its place. So at this point, when we talk about no condemnation, uh, the verse that most of us uh, gravitate towards is Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. And Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2 says that therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Jesus the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. So, uh, the key point there is that there is no, now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So the point is that you must be born again. If you are not born again, this does not apply to you. But if you are born again, then there is now no condemnation for you at any moment and at any point in your life. And I'd like us to gravitate to Zechariah chapter 3 to give you an illustration of what uh, the no condemnation talks about. In Zechariah chapter 3 from verse 1 to 10, if you read the entirety of it, I'll give you a brief summary. It's about uh, Zechariah is shown a, a vision of the high priest at the time whose name is Joshua. And Joshua is standing before an angel of the Lord and the devil is said to be right beside him, ready to oppose him. And when the, uh, when the devil shows up to try and accuse him, God tells him, God rebukes him, and he tells him that, is he not, sorry, let me read it for you. He says that, is this not a brand plucked from the fire? Right? So, in the entire scripture, you see that when Zechariah is before the Lord, his robes are dirty. And the dirty robes signify that he had sinned. And that's why the devil was ready to accuse him. But God says that he is a brand or a stick that has been saved from the fire. And basically that means that although he had sinned, God had forgiven him of his sins. And because he had been forgiven by God, then there is no one who could be able to stand and accuse him. Because Revelation chapter 12 verse 10 says that the devil is the accuser of the brethren. So anytime that there is condemnation, anytime that you hear a voice of condemnation over your life as a born again believer, that voice is from the devil. God does not condemn anyone. Because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, then no one can truly be condemned or written off. Because the blood of Jesus saves and redeems each and every single one of us as long as we believe. 
So therefore, when, uh, you might be asking, okay, when we sin, so what is that voice that talks to me and tells me that I have sinned? That's the difference between people take, people confuse these two words, condemnation and conviction. The Holy Spirit convicts us of our sins. And conviction is basically a term that uses to redirect someone in a specific way on a specific action. So when the Holy Spirit talks to you and convicts you of your sin, all he's doing is leading you back to the cross and showing you what Jesus Christ has done and who you are right now. So basically he's trying to remind you of your identity and show you that this sin is not who you are. As you read in Romans, when Paul says that we are now slaves to righteousness, so as you have been born again, you have passed from being a slave to sin. And now you are a slave of righteousness. So that is your identity now in Christ Jesus. And when you look at Zechariah all through, uh, it talks about how he had sinned and the devil was ready to accuse him. But God said that, yes, God acknowledges that he has sinned by the fact that he was a stick saved from the fire. But God also acknowledges that he has been forgiven. And further, when you go past uh, verse 6 to verse 10, God talks about the fact that Joshua and the people who are next to him, his other priests, are a shadow of something else to come. That is going to bring a branch. That is Jesus Christ. And that branch is going to save each and every single one of us and redeem us completely from all our sins. And verse 10 is very, uh, is very wonderful because it says, In that day, the Lord says to the, the Lord of hosts says, Everyone will invite his neighbor under the vine and under his fig tree, which means that there will be peace because all of us will know that our sins have been forgiven once and for all. You know, in many instances, as uh, my friend Patrick likes to say, many people think that their sins are forgiven from the point of their birth up until when they get born again. And then from that point, now they need to work for their forgiveness. But the Bible says that all our sins have been forgiven. And all means all. Past, present, future. Right? And if those sins were forgiven, then no one has a right to be able to come up and accuse you because the Bible is clear and it says that there's only one person who can, uh, who can condemn us and yet he is our advocate right? and he is in heaven day and night making intercessions for each and every single one of us. So therefore, who really can lay a charge against God's elect? It is not possible. Right? So if you have sinned, I know that is the next question, what do you do? Revelations chapter 10 and uh, chapter 12, verse 10 and 11 uh, says it clearly, especially verse 11. And it talks about that they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony. So the first part has already been taken care of if you are already born again, which is you have received the forgiveness by the cross of Christ. And the second one, your testimony. So when you sin, what should you do? The Bible tells us that we should approach the throne of grace. Uh, we should approach the throne of grace boldly. 
to obtain and as I've come to realize another word that can be used in the place of obtain is to establish. We are established already in righteousness according to Isaiah 54. And as we are established in righteousness, so we come to obtain the mercy and the grace that has already been provided for us so that we will never again be able to fall into the same sin again. So when you sin, it is not the time to run away from God, from God's presence, to go and try to fix and clean yourself. No, it is the point to run towards him and say, Father, thank you, because I know my sin has been paid for on the cross of Calvary. So in ending, this is what we need to understand. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, not because God in any way has changed his mind on sin or has become any soft on sin. It is because 2,000 years ago, a man named Jesus lived a perfect sinless life and he was crucified, died on the cross and on the third day rose again. And on that cross, all the sins of humanity from the very beginning to the very end, when he shall return again, were paid for on that cross. And because God is just and God is holy, God cannot punish the same sin twice. So your sins have been paid for. They have not been swept under the rug. God does not ignore them. No, no, no. He has sent them into the sea of forgetfulness because they have already been punished. So in that way, we need to walk in liberation knowing that we have been forgiven. God does not love you up until your next sin. God loves you eternally, unconditionally. He has already seen you at your very worst and your very best, and his love for you doesn't change. So come to him when you sin. And he is just to forgive each and every single one of our sins. So thank you, and God bless you. Uh, so as we have spoken about no condemnation, I know there are many people who might be watching that have constantly uh, been fed through the spirit of condemnation. And I would just like to pray for those people at this moment in time. So if you are feeling condemned in any way as a born again believer, uh, let me pray for you at this moment in time. Uh, Heavenly Father, we come before you. We thank you for our brothers and sisters who are watching Father Long Call. Your word says that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, Father. I pray that you may open up the eyes of their understanding to understand and know truly who you are, what you did on the cross, and what that means for each and every single one of them. We pray over them, Father Lord God, we rebuke every spirit of condemnation and we silence it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We lead them and we, sh and we show them the cross, the empty cross and the empty grave. That signifies, O oh Lord, that we are redeemed once and for all and that there is a high priest who understands our infirmities O oh Lord who empathizes with us who makes intercessions for each and every single one of us so i pray that they may be open to your love to know who you are and how much you love them so that they may run boldly to your throne of grace to receive all mercy and all grace that you have established and prepared for them to help them in their times of need. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.